Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And today, Lindsay, we are covering a location that we actually went to on our trip several months ago in Savannah. And this has been featured on the Midnight of Garden and Good and Evil. I know. So this was one of those places that was kind of a bucket list place for us that we were very excited to visit and stay at. And if our listeners know us, they know that it's like if it's haunted and it's kind of fancy, even better. We love it. For sure. And also my favorite ride at Disney World is the Haunted Mansion. And there is a rumor, we don't know that this is true, that Walt Disney, when he was in Savannah, was sitting on a bench in Lafayette Square, saw this beautiful mansion and decided to start sketching it and used it as inspiration for his Haunted Mansion ride at Disney World. This is your haunted holiday at the Hamilton Turner Inn in Savannah, Georgia. Lindsay, I gotta say, this may be the most beautiful place I've ever stayed in, let alone been in, maybe. It's it's right up there as far as fancy places that we've stayed at. I mean, it, it might be the top. I, I have to go through my memory here, but it, it probably is as far as just how beautiful it is. Yes, so this is a absolutely gorgeous Victorian mansion. I mean, I will put a picture of it on our website like I normally do for these episodes, but I mean, the exterior is so pretty, but then you get inside and they do a really good job of decor and stuff like that. But this place, this building actually has a nickname. It has several actually, but one that it is known for is the Grand Victorian Lady. And it was built in 1873 on Lafayette Square. So in that kind of downtown historic district of Savannah by a man named Samuel Pugh Hamilton and his wife, Sarah. Samuel Hamilton was a very wealthy businessman. During the Civil War, he was actually a naval officer that would move supplies to different ports, things that people wanted and needed. He actually ended up making a lot of money on that and was kind of a war profiteer. He also got into some other major businesses, made a lot of money. He even became mayor of Savannah at one point. So very well-known, respected person in the town. And this house, they they didn't want to spare any expense. They wanted to throw their huge lavish parties, have the most modern amenities. They had indoor plumbing, and they were the first house in Savannah to actually install electricity. And what is amazing about this is it was only four years after Thomas Edison had even invented the light bulb, and they had full electricity in their house. Wow. Yeah, that's one of the things that I did read about before we stayed there. I'm sure the electric has been updated since. <laughs> no doubt, right? But pretty cool. Definitely. And because they were the first house, people apparently would gather in Lafayette Square when it was getting ready to turn nighttime just so they could see the lights inside the house turn on um, because it was just such a, a spectacle and people couldn't believe what they were seeing. 
Now, the other thing that this house went through, it because it had all these updated things, it had an updated tin roof, and there was a huge fire in Savannah in 1898 that actually took out most of the homes there, but this house was able to stay standing because that tin roof kind of blocked those burning embers and, and that kind of thing. The Hamilton family had a lot of kids. They had six kids. And one of the things that Samuel was known for was collecting high-end art. He had a essentially a world-renowned art collection in his house. And so obviously there's a lot of money worth of stuff in there. And he wanted somebody that was going to stand guard. So he actually hired somebody to stand on his roof with a rifle and kind of watch over the house and make sure there was no intruders, that kind of thing. One of the days, Lindsay, this guard did not come back downstairs at the end of the night. They were like, why is he still on the roof? Somebody goes up to the roof to check on him and they find him lying in a pool of blood shot in the back of the head. Whoa. They have no idea how this happened, who did this, but it very much appears he must have been murdered based on the gunshot wound. And to this day, they don't know who did this. It is an unsolved case. That's so crazy. I mean, you got to think, like, is this person killing this guy in order to, like, get into the house and steal the stuff? I mean, because to me, it's kind of... Like, okay, you hire a guard to stand there every night and make sure that no one's entering the house. It's kind of like people might start wondering, there must be some really good stuff in there that they're trying to protect. Maybe someone had plans to take this guy out and, and go in and maybe they needed. But as a result of this, they actually were not able to hire another security guard. Nobody wanted that job considering the previous one had just been murdered. And so Samuel Hamilton actually decided to go ahead and take up guard himself for a while. And not long after, just a few short months later, he actually died in 1899 of illness. And people think maybe it's associated with the roof, maybe it's cursed, or maybe it's just a horrible coincidence. Right, it was the 1800s, right? I mean, there's not the best medical assistance back then, right? Yes. In 1915 is when the house changed hands to the family of Dr. Francis Turner, hence the Hamilton Turner Inn, two separate owners over the years. Now, something that's interesting about this, so this owner was a doctor, and they say that he actually had a doctor's office in the basement where he would see his patients, and then upstairs is where the family lived. And one of the things that is rumored, we cannot confirm, nobody can, is that he actually performed autopsies as well as part of his practice in the basement of the Hamilton Turner Inn. Mm. Well, it's interesting, right? Because, you know, that reminds me almost of like a morgue, if that's the case, where he's bringing in someone who's already passed away. We've definitely done episodes where a morgue has brought in, you know, bodies and it seems like the place is haunted. But what to me seems a little bit more potential for a ghost than autopsies is somebody dying under his care. Maybe he was doing some sort of 
operations there. Maybe he had really sick patients um, that he was bringing down there. Who knows? It's really hard to say. Just like the Sorrel Weed House, there was that room in the basement where it was kind of like an operating room. They were actually performing surgeries down there. I don't know that they were performing something like a surgery here, but I mean, they were definitely seeing ill people, maybe performing autopsies, almost like how you would think of like a morgue situation. One of the tragic stories around this house as well is they had a lot of kids and the Turners would also throw lavish parties. I mean, this is really like a party home. That is what this is known for. And during these parties, they would put all of their children upstairs on the top floor where they had a billiard table and told them kind of like, keep yourselves busy. You know, you cannot come downstairs for the party. Well, the kids would kind of roll the billiard balls around and play. And then they came up with the idea of, well, if we roll this billiard ball down the stairs, we can go down and get it and then sneak a peek of the adults that are at this party and kind of see what's actually happening, right? Kind of doing some mischievous stuff. So they do this, but unfortunately, one of the little girls missed her step down the stairs and actually tumbled down the stairs to her death at this party which is just a horribly tragic event for anybody to lose a kid. So I'm sure it was devastating to this family. Yeah, that's awful. I mean, I I just cannot even imagine something like that happening. So some other history that's happened around this house. In 1926, the Turners actually turned it into a boarding house. In 1928, it actually served as the home of the Marine Hospital nurses during World War I. So there's been a lot of people kind of in and out of here. And in 1965, it was actually purchased by a, a church that happens to also be on this square. And they were planning on tearing it down to turn it into like a children's playground. Some people thought they were going to use it as like a car parking lot. Oh my gosh. I know. Luckily, the Savannah Historic Foundation stepped in and saved the Hamilton Turner Inn because otherwise we would not be able to see this. I mean, spectacular piece of architecture. And in the 1970s, it did turn into an apartment where it was kind of split up. Different people um, resided in different areas. One of the people that was known to reside here is Joe Odom, who was actually the character, if you're familiar with the book and or the movie Midnight in the Garden of Good and Evil. He was known to throw just like these huge, expensive, lavish parties and have all of the who's who, you know, at his place at the Hamilton Turner Inn. It's actually featured in the movie briefly if you watch it. And finally, in 1997, the building exchanged hands again, and that is when it turned into what we know today, the Hamilton Turner Inn. And thank goodness they didn't tear this down. I mean, everyone, if you ever are in Savannah and you walk by this place, or even if you go look at the photos of this mansion and even the interior, oh my gosh, it is beautiful. I I just cannot even imagine that church tearing it down. Now, it's in a really cool location too in Lafayette Square. So Lisa mentioned that church 
it's like also this beautiful cathedral, really awesome piece of architecture that a lot of people go visit. So you're like right there in the center of where a lot of cool things are. You're, you're literally just down the street from the Sorrel Weed House and the Colonial Park Cemetery. I mean, there's just so much around and so many things to see. I'm glad that they made it a place that we can actually go in and stay at. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine tingling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. So, of course, this place has a lot of history, Lindsay. It was built in prime ghost years of 1873. (laughs) It's in Savannah, in the historic downtown. And honestly, I mean, at this point, I feel like almost every building in downtown Savannah is probably haunted or close to a place that's haunted. I mean, the whole place was a graveyard. And think about the wars that went through there. I mean... There were dead people all over the place. You know, you walk around and it's like, guess what? There's people probably buried under you. And people probably buried under this house is the reality. That is something that that is out there that they say it's built over a graveyard, which almost everything in Savannah is to some degree. Exactly. I mean, even if you look at, you know, I've mentioned Colonial Park Cemetery, the gate isn't necessarily the boundary. I mean, it, it go, it spreads out. They also moved bodies around quite a bit. Yeah, there's just a lot of death that has occurred here due to a number of reasons. Yes. And there's some tragic history here too, right? There's that, that guard that was murdered, a daughter who fell down the stairs. And I'm confident over the years there's been other horrible things that have happened here people probably dying it was an apartment complex a boarding house there was a lot of people in and out of this place Mm -hmm. now something that you want to listen for that is common at most places but also known here is footsteps and people say they hear these footsteps walking up and down the stairs which I could definitely see happening I felt like the stairs were pretty creaky they have a very large staircase in this place and you could hear if there was some footsteps going up and down those for sure 
One of the stories is a guy who was laying in bed, heard what sounded like somebody was walking into the room. These footsteps proceeded to approach this person, and he actually yelled out, is anybody there? And then suddenly realized nobody is there, but he literally heard footsteps approach where he is. Totally. I, I could... I could absolutely see that happening. That would be a neat experience. Unfortunately, Lisa and I did not have anything like that happen when we stayed there. I wish. Yes, we did not. The other thing people experience is just like the feeling of somebody there. So just kind of like a a heavy feeling, I guess, that somebody is watching you. Before this place even turned into the Hamilton Turner Inn in 1969, it was actually an unoccupied building. For for several years, it was actually vacant. And at this time, there was actually gunshots heard ringing out of what sounded like the kitchen of this home. And there was nobody there. Mm, that's interesting. Yes. There was also the story of a man who actually, he was from out of town. He was just looking for a place to stay, didn't have any money. It was a vacant, you know, cool mansion. He decided to go in and he starts hearing all of these noises, like somebody's in the house and he got all worked up to the point where he like ran up to the roof with like a stick in his hand, (laughs) thinking somebody was coming up there. Nobody ended up coming up there he was fine obviously but he was convinced like somebody was almost like chasing after him through this home maybe it was mr hamilton guarding the place it absolutely could be because i will get to that in a minute he probably is spoiler alert (laughs) the other thing to note is this place today is a very high-end bed and breakfast and there are actually no children allowed. So this is really more of kind of like a romantic getaway, an adult trip place, which as somebody who does not have kids, I thoroughly appreciated about this place. It's nice. I, I love kids, but sometimes it's nice to stay somewhere where there's not any children. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's just like a big mansion that you get to stay in and you kind of meet the other guests. It's, it's great. Lisa and I went with our friend Megan. Um, it was kind of part of the trip that we, we first started in St. Augustine and stayed at St. Francis Inn, and then we made our way up to Savannah to close out the weekend. So we stayed for two nights here, hoping to find a ghost. Well, and the reason I bring up the no kids policy is because a massive part of the haunting is of children. And so if you're hearing little kids in the Hamilton Turner Inn, that really should not happen because there are no kids there. There's there's no other explanation for it other than, oh my God, is that a ghost, essentially. Right. (laughs) Right. If you hear laughter of a little child, it's probably one of the Turner kids. Yes. Yep, exactly. Because both of them had large families. And that is actually one of the things to listen for is the sounds of children laughing. In fact, there is this story that I saw that's actually kind of creepy. This woman was staying there. She wanted to experience something. So she brought a game of shoots and ladders. 
And she goes into her room and she's like, okay, kids, gather around. Come on. We're going to play a game. Everybody needs to come down here. And she said that she suddenly heard like little kids like laughing and like excited sounds. And she like was like, get me out of here. That's enough. (laughs) I I understand her feeling about that, but then it's like, oh my gosh, get the recorder out. Like let's, because you got to realize, I mean, I get the sense from this place that these are truly just spirits that used to live here, used to stay here, have some sort of an attachment to this place. I didn't get any sort of ominous feeling. And as creepy as child laughter is when there's no children around, right? These are just people. I'm starting to get past my fear of that. Yes. Well, and the other thing that happened around kids is in room 402, people were actually woken up in the middle of the night from the sounds of somebody banging on the door and little kids yelling, Daddy, let us in. And there was no kids there. Ooh, I love that. My goodness. Now, the other thing that's that this place is almost, there's two main stories that it's known for ghost-wise. And one of the more popular ones is actually the sounds of the billiard balls. So if you remember when the Turners would throw those parties, that's what the kids would do. Their daughter fell down the stairs, dropping those billiard balls down the steps. And that is something that you can hear to this day. This is something people experience, probably the most common experience that you'll have in this bed and breakfast is listening for those billiard balls that are rolling around that don't exist. That sounds very residual haunt, right? Like it's just a tape recorder playing it over again, um, like not intelligent. So I wonder if there's some residual kind of things left behind in this place just because of the habits of the people that live there before. But then you also think, I mean, that shoots and ladder story tells me intelligence. Yes. Um, it's kind of, I don't know. could be a mixture. Yeah, just like a lot of places are a combination, I think, of residual and intelligent haunts. Now, some of the other things that you want to look for here, there is supposedly a shadow in the top windows that can be seen kind of slowly pacing back and forth. There's also sometimes Civil War soldiers seen in the hallways, and even sometimes they will knock on doors and wake up guests. And the last apparition that I am going to cover is related to that guard that is on the roof. And this is the thing that the Hamilton Turner Inn is most known for probably in terms of ghosts. Is if you look up on that roof, sometimes you can see a man with a cigar. And sometimes this person is even carrying a rifle with them. Now, we don't know, is this the guard that was murdered, or is this Samuel Hamilton who's trying to continue to guard the house to this day? And I can tell you, you know, when we booked this place, we specifically booked a room on the third floor for a number of reasons. I mean, number one, they say the third floor is the most haunted. Sounds like that's where the kids hung out a lot, but then also our window of the room when we were staying in the Earl of Chatham suite, which is like the top floor up on the third floor. And then also it faced the street. So it faced the entrance. And I think that guard, if you're going to spot him, he's going to be like right outside those windows or people would see the shadow pacing probably from like our room. Yeah. Um, 
but so we booked that specific room because it's on the third floor that's where there's more of the hauntings that you hear about and also because it had two queen beds and we could fit three people in the room not all the rooms can you fit three people so it kind of worked out perfectly yes and we will get into the rooms here in just a second So, Lindsay, let's tell everybody what our own experiences were here. Like I said at the top of the show, I I honestly think this is the most beautiful place I've ever stayed at. Now, if I did want to compare between this and the Keogh House, because I will say Hamilton Turner Inn and the Keogh House are like even in terms of... I guess like I would say their ratings, what their quality is supposed to be. There's a lot of really nice bed and breakfast in Savannah, but these are like two of the top tier, right? I would say Hamilton Turner Inn is nicer in terms of decor, the room. Oh my gosh, our bathroom was incredible. It was a extremely nice room and the customer service is obviously fabulous as well. If I were to compare that to the Keo house, I would say, oh my gosh, you're staying in this amazing, beautiful mansion. Always wanted to stay there. Furniture leaves a little bit to be desired in the room, but the customer service is even more off the charts at the Keo house because you can literally just call the front desk for wine or champagne whenever you want. Whereas at the Hamilton Turner Inn, they have that evening wine and hors d'oeuvres hour when you get the wine included so it's not just kind of like hey can I have another glass of wine there it has to be within that set period of time right I agree so when comparing the two if you're thinking of going to Savannah and staying one of these really nice bed and breakfasts I would say the Keogh House and the Hamilton Turner Inn are both really good options but it depends on what you want right so if if you really want updated more modern rooms that's the hamilton turner inn in fact just the interior design at the hamilton turner inn is so good like i can't even describe this to you guys like clearly they've hired an expert to come in and do this whereas at the keogh house it seems more antiquey a little bit more with the time not that it's bad it just hasn't been kind of it's not as amped up decor wise and beautiful as the Hamilton Turner Inn. And it's still beautiful at the Keogh house. Don't get me wrong. I'm not (laughs) exactly like I'm not complaining. Like, so either one is great. The difference too, is that at the Keogh house, as soon as you sit down to check in, they they'll bring you a glass of champagne if you want. And like Lisa said, you, you basically have limitless beverages, including wine and beer. If that's what you want to do, that wasn't the case here. So two different experiences on those levels, but very close, realistically. Both high-end service, excellent breakfasts. That is the other thing that's included with your stay here, um, is they have a chef-prepared southern breakfast. I think one of the days we had biscuits and gravy, which just happens to be my favorite breakfast food. And something else the previous day, I can't remember what it was, but every single day it was totally delicious and they bring out coffee or whatever else it is that you want Mm -hmm. you know with your your meal but it is it's pretty awesome and I will say too even though this place is haunted right I do think it is haunted because of all the history and the stories that go along with this 
Lisa and I did not experience anything. We did make an effort. You know, we went late at night on the staircase. We went down to the basement and really tried to stir something up. We left our um, EMF detector that would beep and wake us up. We left it on throughout the night. And we really tried to get to like to stir up those kids, um, which is, you know, we were staying there and I just did not capture anything. We did talk to the overnight lady that worked there and she hadn't been there long, I don't think, if I remember right. Um, but she had worked at several different bed and breakfasts around Savannah. And she said she hadn't had anything happen to her yet. But she said that she has been at the Keo house and the Keo house is definitely haunted, which I found interesting to get that take from her. She was like certain of it. She was like, uh, yeah, the Keo house is extremely haunted because we didn't experience anything at the Keo house, although I believe it to be haunted. Hamilton Turner Inn, here's what I'll say. We didn't experience anything. I wish we would have. However, I still think it's probably haunted, but I only got good vibes from this place. I don't think there's any, you know, mean-spirited ghosts. And if you're one of those people that really wants to go to a haunted hotel, but you're a little bit freaked out to do it, this might be the place for you because it is beautiful. You have good vibes and there's no like mean demons or something here that are going to scratch the crap out of you. <laughs> right. A lot of times we start out in these episodes where we're like, oh, wow, these ghosts seem nice. And then Lisa's like, just hang on, though. There's always something not the case at the Hamilton Turner. And it seems like they're friendly ghosts. This could be, like Lisa said, uh, a place to dip your toe into the water of the haunted stays. However, it would be kind of a pricey toe dip Lindsay, because this place is expensive now usa today recently ranked this the number one best romantic hotel in the united states so i mean Whoa. it's up there yes there are all kinds of different packages people get married here all the time there's an elopement package there's a romance package there's a Southern Cuisine package, but I'm just going to talk about the room rates here really quick. They do vary significantly depending on the room that you get. We were in the Earl of Chatham suite, and that includes like two queen-size beds, a sitting area, and a massive bathroom because we needed that extra bed. So that's a little bit more expensive than just like a single queen room that you could get, for example. So do look at their prices. They do vary and you can get in there for reasonable if you have two people and you're okay with a queen size bed. The lowest rate I could find was approximately $289 a night. And that goes up to about $500 a night, depending on the day of the week, depending on the time of year. If you're there at like prime time, Friday or Saturday, that same queen size bedroom goes up to like three, four hundred bucks. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it, it really is pretty steep, but again, you're getting, you're staying in this amazing mansion. The rooms are fantastic. The customer service is excellent. They had those cookies there, Lindsay, those peanut butter cookies. Those were really good. They were the best peanut butter cookies I've ever had in my life. And then they also have chef prepared Southern breakfast and kind of like a happy hour with wine and hors d'oeuvres. 
So there is a lot included here. It, it may be worth the splurge, especially if you're going on a romantic getaway. They probably don't get a lot of girls trip people here <laughs> searching for ghosts. So definitely romance vibes. Yeah, I will say it was funny because they ask you what time of breakfast service you'd like to show up. And so we picked the latest one at like, I think it was like 9.30 or something. We're like, oh yeah, give us the late one. And we would go in both mornings and we were the only table at the breakfast service because all the other people were like couples and getting their breakfast in early. And oh my goodness, it was just kind of funny. We were clearly the only girls trip there. But it was so cool. Like, I loved it. We stayed up late one night in the lobby and, like, played a a game. Because, you know, we think if you're not really looking for the ghost, sometimes that's when you find them. So we we really tried to conjure up something, but nothing, unfortunately. It was a really cool place. I think that the cost is worth it. We We were able to split our cost three ways because we had three people in the room, which helped quite a bit. If you're, if you're staying upstairs in the Earl of Chatham suite, you can fit up to four people in there. You can split it even more so. So that might be one way that you could get this done. This is not a typical price point that Lisa and I stay in often, let me be clear. But we do every once in a while try to, you know, stay one or two nights in some of these really nice places just to check them out. I mean, it's worth it. You get a lot for your money in this place. Well, let me say, folks, if you're in Savannah and you want to spend a little extra money and you want a fancy place, this is absolutely the top place to do that, according to USA Today, turns out. I didn't realize. It's so great. I I loved it. I want to go back, but I probably am limited with my funds. I don't know that I'll be back to the Hamilton Turner Inn anytime too soon. So everyone, thank you so much for listening to the show. I want to wish everyone a happy holiday. I hope you enjoyed it with your family. If you're enjoying the show, please make sure to rate us five stars. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great week. Wishing you all the best holiday. Stay safe and healthy, everybody. 